Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host, who is across the pond. It's our resident rogue agent of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? I'm a sleeper cell in the Los Angeles Echo Park community. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> they don't. Because <laughs> I don't either. A man full of tacos what... is going to come up and <laughs> rock your shit. <laughs> yeah. Over under, how many burritos do you think I've eaten this trip? Oh my god, uh, I'm going to go high. What? How long have you been there? Two, uh, well, three, let me three let weeks? me actually say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I've only. I've, it's been three weeks, three and a half weeks. I did spend some time in Cabo. Oh, oh after wow, that's that, that's after that, I went to Tahoe. After that, I went to Chicago, San Francisco, and Chicago, Wisconsin, and I've been only in LA and San Diego for about a week <laughs> and a half. So do you have a tally like scored on your arm in blood? No. I'm assuming it's up to like 10 by now at least. I'll say over under seven oh, is the number. I was close. I was close. I'm no, I'm saying I'm, like, I'm, you, you pick the over or the under and I will tally them up right now. I'm impressed by your refrain of just having seven to be quite frank with you. I, feel <laughs> <laughs> I think it's over. I think it's over seven. How are the states, man? How's it going over there? You know... I haven't been shot yet. It's, it's I think there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh hubbubaloo about all that stuff, you know. If you live in a nice area, you're pretty it's pretty chill. I think it's but, the same uh, anywhere. If you don't you know, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, well dude, there was a sh- there was a shooting in New Zealand. Yeah, My I heard team that. was out there. They heard oh, the wow, gunshots. Really? They were at an event. Yeah, anyway, um they're safe and I hope oh, everyone that's good. else, you know. Yeah, hope you guys are safe out there. That's that's terrifying. Yeah. I think that's to do with the Women's World Cup, which is very confusing. I watched it last night, and yeah, it, it's 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 the Women's World Cup, right? It's 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 Meaning interesting, extreme, extremely good to watch. Honestly, it's the best besides tennis, the best women's sport I think to watch. Wow. Okay. 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 Wouldn't you last, agree? I think last night was just a bit of a stalemate. Like both teams were like super excited and they cancel each other out a little bit because not a lot happened. Like but that's just that's just soccer. That wow. Half the time. Wow. Wow. You're so How are you going to blame that on the woman? That is the sport that you watch. I'm not, blaming, I'm not blaming on the woman. I'm saying they cancel each other out. It was a, t- it was a tough game. Okay. Opening fixtures Ireland versus Australia. Apparently, like all the Irish over here were like super jazzed for it. They <laughs> were probably all pissed as well. <laughs> I mean, that's to be expected. Wow. Absolutely yeah. to be expected. Hey guys, if you want to listen to us banter about our days, feel free. We'll pop some time codes in the description. You can jump around. You can see DL being a sleeper agent over down when we get to talk about our main topic, which I'm really excited to talk about. Seems like you're maybe less so. Yeah, and then, you know, if you do enjoy it, you know, give us a rating. Hit us up with those five stars, baby. He, he's, a, he's a five star whore. I'm, I'm just a star whore. Give us a star <laughs> of any number and I'll be happy. But, I think I looked at the day. I think we've got 10 reviews on spotify i think it's like five, all five stars as well so i'm doing something right yeah you're selling yourself you're <laughs> slagging yourself on the side for five star reviews you, are you anyway are you are you telling me that you wouldn't sell yourself for those five star reviews dear absolutely not i have integrity <laughs> i'd sell out in a heartbeat so for these big corporations for that no yeah exactly Guzmani gomez comes and offers a sponsorship for this podcast oh, and dude. we become podcasty podcasty thembal I would sell out in a moment. It's assembly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Yeah, that well, is probably not Spanish. Just cut that. 
that is staying in the podcast. Uh, DL, what have you been up to? We've had plenty. Of, it's been like three weeks, man. It's been so long since we caught up. Yeah. Been doing a lot, obviously, a lot of travel, which was really fun. Um, yeah, nice. But I was in a pl- plane so often, man. <laughs> so often. But I, I, what have I been doing that's relevant to the discussion of today? I've been rewatching The Witcher because the new season came out and I was like, what happened? Hell yeah. Because I didn't read, I didn't read the books. Like, I that never I did. So, like, I don't to. have this. I do want to, but like I just have I don't have the base knowledge, so it's kind of uh, like I'm kind of like I'll once this ends and I see how bad Liam Hemsworth is <laughs> as Geralt, I'll, I'll go. I don't want to leave that with a taste in my mouth, so I'll kind of read the books after. Have but, you have you seen any of the new series, or are you just catching up on the old? So ones? now I'm on to the new series, and I I binged a bunch last night, so I think I'm on to episode four. Okay, well there's only five out yeah. at the moment, I think. Oh really? So I have two more. Yeah, I think they released the first five, then they're waiting for a few more weeks to release the second half of the season. I think, it, I think it's about to come out, so I'm timing it pretty well. Yeah. Um, I've, I'll talk about it next week a little bit, because I've, uh, I've got a couple of other bits to touch on. But, like, what do you think so far? Have you, how much have you seen? Uh, all of it, I think. Oh, okay. Look, so far, like, it's, you know, it's kind of consistently, it's kind of consistently just above, like, barely above average. Right, like right, that's right. what the show is. It's like very. It's like just a hair above a seven. You know, it's like Ooh. a seven foot. It's like a seven five that sometimes reaches reaches like the heights of an eight, but only for an episode or two, because it has it a couple sixes back in there down and, to like a five. Yeah, it's it, it really is like you know just barely above average. Sure, but the source material is, seems to be like compelling enough to that even though they stumble through that, there's still some interesting things, and and I'm enjoying it, even yeah, though I know it's getting it could better. Be better. Yeah, even though I, I know it could be getting better, or it could be better, but... It could be better. Yeah, it could be better. The uh, the biggest thing that bugs me um, <laughs> is that the the CGI is so hit or miss on this show. Oh, interesting. Like, are you talking early you, seasons or the, the latest one? I'm talking, like, all of it. Like, it's all... Like, at one episode, it'll be great, and then the next episode will be so bad, it's like they ran out of budget. I can't even think of a single episode of CGI now. I can, all I can remember is the one that's in all the trailers with that big thing he fights in the marsh and it's like a really cool looking monster and that's the only one i can really I, think of i like that one that's why yeah, that was good but then there's oh, like, i remember the dragon any... as well <laughs> yeah how bad was that <laughs> but any of the new monsters like like most like it's a 50 50 chance they look like shit like well that's the, that's the way it's been didn't they bring tormund from game of thrones in for like an episode and he was like a pig man and it looked that awful i mean he it looked awful but i think that was prosthetics that was prosthetics was it cgi yeah. or prosthetics no nah, i'm pretty yeah. sure that's prosthetics like, i think that was just the design like i didn't mind that it was more it's more like the cgi monsters and like like the the cgi of the blood in the combat like it just doesn't look crisp and real it looks uh-huh. cgi like, that's anyway that's that's why i meant to, that and sometimes the storyline just feels fetchy like i guess Oh, fetch questy yeah, yeah, it, do, it, yeah. Oh, it totally does and, and that, yeah. that first season is definitely sorry the second season for all it's you know, positives compared to the first, it definitely felt fetch questy. Even this one does. They keep like walking in a new place. Whatever. I'm enjoying it though. And I, you know, I'll Yennefer's growing on me to be, to be fair. Like she's not as bad as she was in the Dude, past. Dude, that's just because she's hot. I think it's because they've, they've, it's that for sure. Is part of it. <laughs> I mean, like, Such it, a dude. It helps. But no, I do think that like her storyline, like the the motherhood thing, like it's it's hitting better this season than others. And I gave it gave us some sort of yeah. like directive that was outside of I want yeah. magic, power, power. Um, okay, that's enough of that. Ah uh, man, well on on that quirky sort of um 
weird side note. I finished season two of Yellow Jackets while you were away. We finally got oh, to you? end it all up. And I'd love to know some more of your thoughts about it because when we were talking, you were kind of hinting that you didn't quite like how some things played out and you weren't you weren't sure about the second half of the second season. I'd love to know more yeah. about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I like uh, I d- it just kind of felt like uh, for that show, I didn't mind necessarily where they ended up. I just sure. didn't like how they got there. Like if the ending, like spoilers for season two. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about spoilers season two. Yellow jackets. But do you mean f- in, when they all went to the the commune thing? Yeah, like it didn't. Like the way that happened was too forced and kind of convoluted. And huh. A and B, the other part of it that bugged me was just that like they were just doing things that like went against their characters for the last season and a half in the in the present day, not the past. Right. So like they just wouldn't. There's so many of those things that, that just wouldn't have happened. Where I'm like. I need more of a justification for these events to occur. A, B, they kind of just yada yada over a lot of stuff. Like interesting. Like what? In particular, like the the whole like I don't know what happened. He like framed that one cop. I don't understand what the hell happened there. Oh, you mean Elijah Wood's character? Yeah, like yeah, I, I liked his character, either. but what happened there? Like that doesn't seem believable. Yeah, the partner didn't get that either. I it, yeah. it seems that they like I know they were saying like he's he's super rich and he he has all these skills. He's almost like a John Wick of the internet. But like I think all he, he did was fire the gun. He, well, he hacked into the guy's emails as well and made it look like he was part of the conspiracy. I think. And yeah, but there were so many ways that that could have gotten caught with oh, forensics. Like oh, he to- fired the totally gun. Like it was just totally it, for a show that's like pretty detail oriented about that kind of stuff. Like that yeah. felt like a bit. That felt very like networky. Rushed. Um, yeah, and, and and yeah, the it just felt rushed. The assemblance of them all there and forced, and yeah, that that didn't. But I don't mind how they where they got towards the end of it. It was just yeah. the, the execution of like ep- episodes like five through eight or whatever were kind of iffy for me. On the, in the, the present day, that, yeah, I quite liked in the present day that the all of the all of the loved ones or the closest people to the the main characters were in those woods, and kind of one of them had to die. I kind of liked that idea. Um, I also like the idea that they're kind of setting up Shauna's daughter as maybe being like the heir apparent almost. You know what I mean? I find that kind of like that's super interesting. But I still have the same problems with this show. Like, it just feels really drawn out. Like, I, it could be more concise with its writing, I feel. Like, there's just something like... but And, and it's, it's not just me, it's the partner as well. The partner's like, just get somewhere. Like, I, I think my problem with it is, is in that first season, we saw that awesome clip at the very beginning where they're all like... It's like full Lord of the Flies. They've got all the cool, like, headdresses. And they're all... And I get it. They're not going to get there immediately. Dude, but that's like, like... It's the fact that, like, it, ne- it doesn't but it just doesn't feel like it's ever going to get there. And I can see they're making like tiny allusions to it. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's not like, you know, you watched game of Thrones and you saw white walkers once. And then four seasons later, you saw them like, Oh, that's I, just I, part I get of that. the setup of that. these shows. Like you got to wait. Like if they unveil the supernatural monster in season two or whatever it is, or whatever, they, like then you have nothing to kind of, ca- you don't care anymore. I still and want it's it like to scary be, or I still knowing, want it to right? be that like, there isn't there isn't supernatural monster. I feel like it would well, be. You way get my cool. point though. If you if yeah, you yeah. just like unveil that early rather than get I don't know. I think it I, I didn't I also don't think the show episodes are too long. I think that they they felt longer in season two because they the characters were going against their kind of established patterns more. And so well, it was like, why are yeah. this is meandering now? Because it's not aligning to what, you know. Well, yeah, I think in season two as like, well. It had less, it had, sorry, it had more similar characters. So like Shauna, Taisha, and Lottie, like they're all quite like, quite relaxed characters. There's no like manic energy to them. 
Whereas Natalie was so different and she was so like, like her like on-screen presence was completely different and it just broke the episodes up a bit. And I felt like that yeah. made a nice contrast. Whereas in this season, it was more like everyone's relaxed and oh no, now I've got the gun. I was like, ah, just give me, some, give, me, give me some of that Natalie edge. I need that edge in my life. Well, and Misty was like good too for that, but then they were all together and yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as great. But yeah. the past, I still think, is interesting. And oh, I'm it's way more interesting. It. Yeah. And the, the, yeah. I, I actually prefer the acting in the past as well. I think the, the, actors, the, the actors in the past are, like, sick. Yeah. And when you saw, like, um, what's his name, Die, the the brother? Javi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> they love saying Javi, Javi in the show. H- Javi is, uh, I, still, I still firmly believe in Javi as Adam. Somehow I don't, he comes I, back. There's, there's no way that's going to happen. He fell in the ice, was bro. Such a good, him. That was like that was such a good theory. It would have been cool, but I don't. No, I, it, I like it was, the fact it's a good he theory. Does. It made so much sense. It was weird when he came back. I was like, "What the? F- why is this kid here? What's he doing?" He was eating squirrels. Yeah. So do you think Coach is just going to survive in that little? Hut? So I, that was the biggest shock for me was that Coach didn't die didn't die yeah so i thought he coach was so toast he was toast. i thought he was gonna be like a bass uh, like a Uh, like a battered ham like he was gonna be a bit sorry a basted ham like he was just right for the eating yeah oh i like the bit where misty pushed her one friend off the cliff man that was (laughs) well she didn't but she she basically did i mean all all but it was like there was a hair's breadth i mean she said she would yeah and then she did (laughs) I was kidding. I was no. kidding. No, yeah, you would. That was. I mean, her character. She's the best character, I think. To be I mean, her and I, uh, I get it. She's a kid and she's she's naive and stupid and stuff. But you never tell anyone that if you if you do something like break break a black box, that's going to your grave. To grave. Well, that that's the thing about her though. Like she's just so disconnected from like oh, social totally. cues. So like totally. it's believable. And then like I think she overall like her her two like the two best for both sides of the timeline would be her and uh, Natalie like both those two actresses yeah. on both sides yeah. are quite good. I like that. I um, like that dynamic on both of them. What else have we been up to, buddy? We've been t- we've been rattling on about Yellow Jackets yeah. forever. The other two. Give me two so more. My brother, my brother made me uh, start the bear this last week. Have you heard of it? Oh man, that's on good. our that's on our to watch list here. We are it, like it's, it's, it's quite there. good. It's very different than the other stuff we watch in the sense that it's like grounded and it's like a it's a comedy, right? Kind yeah, well, so far yeah, I've only seen three episodes, but it, I, I'm enjoying it, and it's like very different. And True. if you like, we have a lot of like family in Chicago and a lot of history with it with our family, and I go there. Oh quite really? A bit. Wow! So like, it's set in Chicago, which is a vibe. Yeah, I, I liked it uh, so far. I really like it. It's 30 minute episodes as well, so it's not like too much. To your point of having the attention span of a goldfish, which we know yeah, you do. Yeah, I literally the, have the attention span of a goldfish. Yeah, it's it it's it's good for you. It's good for you. It's very quick. It's quick humor. Who's in it? God, honestly, he looks a like bunch Timothy Chalamet. No, but he, but he's like a more badass, less beta. Oh version. wow, okay. He, uh, my point is like he's a more, he's less of a pretty boy. What is okay? What is his name? Um, he, I, the reason I was into it at the, in the first place was because I was like, oh, that's Timothy Chalamet. I'd love to see what he's doing here, and then it's definitely no, not. It's, him. It's a guy named Jeremy <laughs> Allen White. He's the guy from okay. She's in Shameless. He's oh, one of the sons in Shameless. He's the main dude, and then it's a bunch of people that like you haven't seen before other than this guy named uh eben moss Backrunch, okay. which i've se- i've seen him in a bunch of stuff but not in a while anyway it's not anybody super well known which i think so is you, also so you highly recommend then so far three episodes in and a lot of people have told me to watch this yeah I, i've heard that too so that i like 
respect there. Yeah. We, we've had a lot of friends of the show who've messaged in and said, this is a thing to watch. I'm really, uh, I'm really yeah. keen. And then I started watching an A24 film. Have you seen this one last night? The Killing of a Sacred Deer. No, I with haven't. Colin Farrell. It's fucking weird. Is it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! It's I, I haven't even seen the end of it, but I know where it's going. Oh yeah, and I would highly recommend watching this one. Okay, it's a, it's eerie. Um, who else is in it? The guy, that guy that's in everything that is in A twenty four. That Irish guy. He's also one of the uh, um, Eternals. Uh, he's one of the Eternals. Oh, he's um, one of the Eternal Barry C- C- Cogan. But, Barry Cogan, Cuban, Ke- yeah. Keoghan? He's in it, and he's so weird. Oh, I, I love him. I think well. he's great. I mean, give this movie a watch. It's it's quite fuck. It's weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> all just, right. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I don't um, want to spoil anything. I'm intrigued. Well, I've done a couple of other bits that you'll, you'll be interested in. So, yeah. obviously, coming back from New Zealand a couple of weeks ago, I have been absolutely pushing to get the partner to watch lord of the rings and i finally got to sit down and watch the fellowship of the ring and she's like oh, has she ever seen I, it i think i've seen bits of this i'm like you will sit and you will watch this all because this is one of my all-time favorite movies and it was my no veto week so i was allowed to so of course we, she had of course she's seen parts of it it's like i know it's I, pop yeah. culture who so, hasn't yeah, yeah we sat down we watched it and i i I think she liked it. I c- couldn't really tell. We're going to watch the other ones anyway. It's The problem is that the next one's a three-hour film, and finding three hours to sit down and watch it is often challenging. But I think I'm just going to start being that. Have you seen that weird chick on Instagram who does like who wakes a boyfriend up as different characters from Lord of the Rings? She'll yes. Like, I think I'm going to start doing that to her, just to get her in the, mo- the mood for it. I'll be like, you shall I, I not know. pass. I, I don't know if that's going to be effective <laughs> to your goal. I, I'm all for it, as long as you record. But yes, absolutely. I don't know if it's going to get you more Lord of the Rings time. <laughs> the, the reality is, though, you're a fraud. Why? You're a fraud. Why? You haven't even watched. You haven't even watched the Amazon series on Lord of the Rings. You can't I'm... call yourself a fan. If you're a fan, you'd have consumed it. I'm going to watch that. We've watched all the movies. I realized I've watched more of that than I thought I had. I think I've watched half of the episodes. There's only eight. Yeah, I've definitely watched four of them at least. And so. it gets way better after like I think five, like six, seven, eight is good. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll just fast forward the uh, the Hobbit stuff. But anyway, look, there's one more thing I did, I have been doing, and it's consumed all of my time. And so many friends of the show have r- written written in best. about this. Um, I finally finished Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda. So I didn't finish Breath of the Wild, but I have finished Tears of the Kingdom, and oh my god, that game is unbelievable. It's only been out like a month and a half. How have you finished it? Two months. Dude, I had a friend so who, I told you this, friend of the show, Ollie finished it in like a week. He was done. Like, to be fair, he downloaded it before the game came out. He got a cracked version of it. And like, like, like you do. How? Like you do in 2002. I don't know. Like, he's a little bit older than we are. Um, but like, it's so good, man. I, didn't, I haven't done everything in the game yet. Like, obviously that game is massive. There's like a million extra things to do. And now there's like, there's the sky plateau and the bit beneath and like you can t- spend forever. I haven't done all that stuff. I just did the main. It looks way too intimidating for me to start right now. Oh man, it's so good. It's so good. And I was like, I wanted to get through it because I wanted to start the new Final Fantasy game, which I haven't quite started yet. But I hear that's really good, by the way. But like I I kept just like eking it out just a bit longer. I was like, oh, I just want to be in this world just a bit longer. I'll just get that one more shrine. I'll do this one more thing. And I was like, ah, oh, man, it's... And the ending's great. I really liked it. Yeah, my brother is playing that oh, really? Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks like a Game of Thrones rip. The though. Final Fantasy game. Yeah, there's a lot of um, yeah. Game of Thrones in it, and it's sort of like visual style. 
It's a, it's a bit bloody and it's a bit... It's, it, use, it uses the F word, DL. It says the fuck word. I think it's in tropes. Like, I, I just mean like, that. you know, there's tropes that are very final or uh, very game. But like, apparently in a good way, so... Yeah, it's not bad. It's very action RPG. Like, there's two buttons you press the majority of the game. It's like, all right, hack and slash, literally. That's pretty divisive, though, for, for that fan base, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, su- they... I'm surprised they ran with it, like, as heavily as they did, because there's no extra RPG elements. It's just, like, a pretty yeah. linear narrative, pretty straightforward. Like, it's good, yeah. but then I've only played, yeah. like, two hours of it, so I can't really say that I'm, I'm big into it. But we'll talk about that when I've got further through it. DL, what we like to do now is we like to talk a little bit about the geeky sort of semi-news in our sphere. It's not really news. It's usually things we send each other on Instagram, which look fun. And we like to call it, have you heard? Because we are not very creative. DL. Now we've talked about this in the abstract because we knew that the Screenwriters Guild had gone on strike and that was slowing a lot of things down. But did you hear this week that the Screen Actors Guild went on strike? And oh my God, that's stopped a lot of things. But like, can I just make a bold assertion here? You can. What the fuck were they going to do? No one's writing anything. Of course well, they're on strike. Well, that's the, inter- <laughs> like, well, that's the interesting point. What are they going to do? Though. They that- literally can't do movies. All the- <laughs> they're, all, they're all not being written. You say that, but like, that's what, that's what these Hollywood co- corporations do, the big studios. They hoard screenplays for stuff like this in case the screenwriters went on strike, for example. And they could just keep making yeah, them. Yeah, but yeah. So it's in, it's very Maybe. interesting. Like I've been reading up a little bit on this, and there's some weird shit. So like, one of the things is, as always, seems to be AI is one of the big problems in this. And just hear, hear this out, right? So it was released that one of the demands of the studios was not only to pay the actors the same rate they've been paying them since probably the fucking eighties. What they wanted to do with background <laughs> characters was scan them and use AI to recreate them as background characters and just have and keep their likeness forever without paying more residuals to these actors. It's like, guys, it's like they're mustache twirling villains at this point by the sounds of it. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, like, I do do see both sides to a degree in the sense that like- What, you don't want actors to be paid properly? No, I just mean that like if you're a commoditized part of, if all you do is stand as an extra, that's not very differentiated. So you can't expect like but you need those people. pay bumps. You need those people. Well, you don't. That's the point. <laughs> like AI, AI is literally like, like, frankly, like you don't. That's why they're negotiating this. But like my point is there, you know, it shouldn't be so extreme. Like the, the labor needs to get some percentage of the gains for sure. Yeah. Um, but but it's not like if you if you're if you're like banking your entire livelihood on standing in the background like let me tell you it doesn't like gail will tell you it doesn't take much skill she did that for home and away for three seasons like you know what i mean it's not like that's like a a craft that the union should be like guarding at all costs it's more i think the people that are creatively uh you know yeah but it can't just be writing and acting it can't just be the the big folks who get all the money then you end up with a again like you end up with this situation where a few people are taking all the money so you need to it's not it's not it big folks through. it's extras it's extras versus named characters there's, there's a clear delineation well, between those in the guild yeah and, and a big part of this and a big part of this is around uh streaming services as well how streaming services just aren't paying residuals so folks who yeah, th- there's, there's yeah there's terrifying stories of like people who did a huge show on like uh, a national television service and they got paid like for their first residual they got like a check for like twelve thousand dollars then they got their first check from like having a hit streaming show 
and they got four dollars for it. And it's like, guys, like, <laughs> that's that's like that's that's absurd because that's just like a loophole. Yeah, in, okay, in the, totally. In the law. Like that's not that has nothing to do with technology. That's just like no, you know, it's not. I agree with that. And the problem and the problem is that they don't share the numbers for what streaming shows actually like. How many people actually watch the streaming shows? Like they they vaguely do it and they pretend that these are the numbers. But I reckon if they actually shared what people watched, it would be wildly different to what they actually should claim. They say Red well, Notice is the most watched like... film of all time, and I do not believe that for yeah, a second. No way. There there needs to be like a. a you know, a relationship between viewing and, you know, the amount of exactly. you know, users on the platform that view it and how much they, those users paid, you know, monthly for the time that it was like, you know, there's they'll somebody will come up with some kind of formula. And that is totally fair. ironically, probably an AI or an algorithm. Well, <laughs> ask the AI what to do. <laughs> hey, AI, why don't, help why don't they just ask ChatGPT? Why don't they just ask me, <laughs> hey, what should we do about this? What's... Yeah. I, I gotta say ChatGPT, like I know it's not like it's not a creative tool, but if you just want it to do something really standard, it's so good. Like I asked it to write a legal letter for me the other day because I was too lazy to get a, get like a lawyer to write something for me. And it was watertight. I was like, I sent it to a solicitor in the UK and they were like, Yep, this is perfect. I was <laughs> like, boom. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I think that like that's the like, that's the point. Like, it should be uh, you don't want to like keep like regulate to keep things archaic. Like, if the technology can push things forward, that's great. But it should push things forward like for both sides. Like, profits should go up, and so should pay. Like, that's that's my point. Mm. You can't, but you can't just be like, we'll never use digital for extras ever because that's like where technology is going. You got to embrace it. You can't keep it in the like. I think it's just a mindset. Yeah, I think it's just a mindset of like the people who make who are making the decisions. Like the guys who, like for example, Bob Bob Iger who runs Disney. I think he gets paid pretty much thirty million a year. But but what does he do creatively? What he makes like four decisions a year, and none of them have anything to do with the process. It's more like let's cut this. It's I think it's the people who make decisions. Like the Zaslav who now runs Warner. What what is it? It's Warner Discovery. All he's doing is cutting creative content, removing stuff, trying to make tax breaks for the business. It's not around. It it feels like it's more focused I mean, on these people who don't actually know the creative, know anything about being creative, and yeah, how but, they could you know change their mindset. I I I I think that there's an element of that, but like at the end of the day, it is a business. So like, to Bob Bob Iger is doing more than just figuring out. That's what his accountant's doing. He's 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 making huge huge decisions like do I acquire this company to power Disney Plus right like that's a and they need to acquire something to improve that UI man it's so bad <laughs> it's not got any it's not better. as bad as Amazon's dude we were talking about this me and my brother and it's so convoluted now that's this so streaming bad. it's like you have like a bunch of them and then it's like Paramount through Amazon yeah Showtime through Amazon via Paramount and I'm like this is fucking inception what what's happening? going on yeah. and like some shows are on it if you go paramount through showtime but if you go showtime you can't get access to the showtime paramount amazon it's like what is it's uh, so confusing it's such nonsense it's, so it's to make you pay more money dl funnily enough yeah it's the price capture for sure absolutely but. well let's talk a little bit more about the geeky news deal did you hear this week actually have you seen this week so we got some amazing pictures of hugh jackman as wolverine in the yellow spandex which is being denied for so many years. Now, it's no, yeah, no longer filming. They did that solely because of that. Oh, completely. It's no longer filming, but while it was, we got some images of Deadpool 3. And, oh my God, the full costume looks amazing for old mate Wolverine. What did you think? I mean, I 
it does look as goofy as you yeah, expect. Yeah, absolutely. It to. It's supposed to. It's a throwback to the like sixties. They're definitely gonna do that meme. Oh, I hope like, they didn't anymore. Stroking no a picture. Yeah, they, I mean, it's no doubt they're gonna do it because of like that costume. I, that's my opinion. It is. I, I'd like to see that, but I think this it, it, just by the looks of these images and the fact there are all these leaks and rumors of who's gonna be back for this film. So like a lot of the old X Men characters, we talked about it recently. Uh, a lot of the old X-Men characters are coming back, apparently. You've got people like, um, apparently, Harry, Halle Berry's coming back, etc. And I really think this is an opportunity for them to do a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, a version of that comic. But it could just be like the Fox Marvel Universe. And he's just wiping all of these dudes out. That'd be amazing. Do you remember how that universe ended? Like, is this going to be linearly after? Deadpool that, kills like- everyone. Literally. He kills the universe. No, no, I mean like I mean the actual Fox. Oh, universe. the Fox universe. Well, they went down the yeah, rabbit do you hole of how the younger ended? characters, didn't they? I think the last one was Dark Phoenix, which was a remake of X-Men 3. And it just wasn't good. It was exactly the same <laughs> film. A remake of Deadpool. Hey, if they were gonna Fair enough. if Fair they enough. were gonna kill all those characters, I would be totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be interesting. I just don't I just it's so convoluted that storyline, I don't even remember where, where it ended. Yeah. Well, if they're moving towards like the Secret Wars story from the comics where you get a bunch of alternate characters, like having the likes of Deadpool and the likes of this version of Wolverine and maybe a couple of them survive might be a good idea just so that you can use them in that film. But seeing see Deadpool just wiping all, wiping all these Fox characters out would be hilarious. Well, it, <laughs> is a, it is a comedy, so like that could totally happen. Totally. You know? Totally. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd like to know his motivations. That's what I'm interested in. What's motivating him to do this? <laughs> is he like, is it the voices in his head? Does his girlfriend get killed again? Like, are they going to use the fridging technique? Like, why is he doing this? I got to rewatch, uh, I got to rewatch like Deadpool 2. I don't really remember. I just remember Brad Pitt had a random cameo. That was, that was good. <laughs> oh, for like a split second. You, you see like, yeah. fr- could you imagine? Yeah. How do you, how do you sell that to a movie studio? You're like, Hey, we're gonna have Brad Pitt in this. He's gonna be a big feature for the film. Like, oh my god, really? That's amazing. Like, let's get him in. Like, and he's gonna do it for free. Perfect. Even better. And it's like, how long is he gonna be in the film for? You see him for one frame. (laughs) I do think it was like, honestly, like a favor. I'm pretty sure I saw a video about it. It was like a favor. All right. Okay. Like Brad, Brad Pitt lost the bet or something, something stupid like that, and they he agreed to like do it. He owned he owed Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah, it, it was something dumb like that. Like, well, they, they, that, yeah. they won a bunch of Emmys for the the Ryan Reynolds um, Wrexham TV show, the one with Rob McElhenney. I'm uh, I'm excited yeah. for the second season of that because uh, spoilers, I know what happens. I, I watch football, so I know what happened in that recent <laughs> season. So <laughs> I'm excited to see that when it comes out. Moving on to another thing that I know you like, DL. Did you see this week the trailer for Dune Part Two was finally announced? And revealed. I did. What did you think? I did. Well, it was already announced. It was. It was. Sorry, you're right. It was announced. Yeah. Um. I did, and we get you know Timothy Chalamet as you know Paul Atreides Beta version. Yeah. He, he he came out. He came out of the bear just to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. For some reason, I just I I liked him in it, but the more I think about it, I'm like, is he the right dude for Paul Atreides? He's just so wimpy. Really? That's interesting. Well, I think it's now that I saw the bear, I'm like, fuck, they should have cast him. <laughs> like, he's brooding. He's not good looking enough, maybe. I don't know. I feel, um, I, I feel like there's a sta- stage of humans. So you've got like 
uh, Timothy Chalamet, you've got the guy who's in the bear, and then you've got Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I feel like they're all the same person, just slightly getting they, large, larger versions. <laughs> it's like the Pokemon <laughs> evolution. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, you're right. They all have the same like hair kind of. They're exactly um, the same. I give him a mustache too. I did. And you also see your first look at Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, pew, right? Pugh pew, pew, pew. Pew as, as the Empress, uh, Empress's daughter. And Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Literally Walken. walking in. I love that guy. He's so good. There's, did you did you see that thing that went viral recently of Christopher Walken? He was, um, it, it's Dave Grohl, and it's absolutely amazing. I can't remember if I said it to you, but Dave Grohl, he, he's doing this story about how they got introduced to one of the late night shows by Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken's mm. like, where where do you put the emphasis in the the name Foo Fighters? And like, you obviously don't need an emphasis in either of those <laughs> words. So Dave Grohl just like panics and goes like, uh like on on the fighters <laughs> he comes out and he's like <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's the foo fighters <laughs> it's so so good the foo fighters foo fighters so good that is fucking funny because you can just imagine the voice yeah oh my god you yeah. can i can i can imagine him as his emperor as well like i feel like mis- mysterious older guy just a bit like creepy in the background i think he's gonna be great yeah no he will be I think Florence Pugh will be good too. Um, she's in a bunch what's of stuff her, right now. What? Yeah, she's in loads of stuff right now. What's her? What's her character in this? Like, what's what's the role she's, of the the daughter? To be honest, in the book, she's not. It's not very big, at least in the first book. I never right. read the others, um, because they're kind of standalone. But the first book, it she's like mentioned. I don't even think she's like oh. in it. All right. Or like, and she has, she has like, you know, there's like little excerpts at the start of the chapter. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of them are oh, from was that her. her. Okay. But like, it's not, she's not like a character in it. So I'm, I'm excited to see like what they change. Cause I did think, I found that weird that we got like no royal intrigue from the emperor and it was all on Dune in the books. Anyway. Um, yeah, hmm. that'll be exciting. Should, should be pretty good. Um, the only other thing I had was, uh, that they've announced, God, the, the showrunner for the Witcher is so dumb. Why? She's just she just like walks into so many mistakes. Why? She they announced that like, oh yeah, we've thought about how we're gonna do the transition. Like instead of just like not talking about this right now while they're it's Henry Cavill's last hurrah, yeah. she continues to like just piss on his grave. Oh. It's like she's like what did she say? She said it's gonna be we're we're not gonna do the transition, it's gonna be really meta and you're all gonna love it. And I'm just like, you could not have used more buzzwords or set yourself up for failure Absolutely. worse. Yeah. <laughs> she's oh my god it feels like she just wrote into chat gpt what are the buzzwords that are gonna get people excited yeah well it's like but now they're gonna be like i don't love it and it's meta it sounds like you're overthinking it like anyway we'll we'll talk about it later when we've seen more of it but there is a, a specific line in the first episode of the new witcher which really worried me when yennefer says something along the lines of I'll find you no matter what no matter what form you take in the future and i was like oh god yeah, come on. Setting it up already. Come on. It was so bad. I was like, dude. But like, but it, but it, you know what that meant? It wasn't what for. I think it what what it was implying was whether we're friends, lovers. Yeah, you know, no, that's what it was implying. But that's not what it parents, meant. But it was like a double win. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. That was, it was, that was la- whammy laced sure. with thick irony. I was like, I see where this yeah. is going. But there there is there is a. Uh, there is a part of the game. Do you remember? He like, oh no, you only play the third one. Yeah, why? What happens? In the second one, he's lost his memory. 
And oh. it basically gives him a get out of jail free card to like fuck whoever he wants. And then Yennefer's <laughs> like, you fucked all these people. And he's like, I who didn't even you? know who you were. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Who hey, are man, you? That sounds great. Maybe I need some of that. So I reckon that that, I reckon they will use that. And I have no idea how he loses his memory because I never played the first one, but apparently he does at the end. Interesting. Oh, maybe they'll do that then. Maybe they'll yeah. be like, this is what yeah. I look like. There'll, there'll be some kind of like play on that plus the, the, the look change. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh that's fascinating. I'm you know, I just don't think I'm gonna be asked once it happens. We've talked about this a thousand times. I have to wa- I have to watch it, but anyway. Just I'll watch to, like, one episode and see see how bad it is. But anyway, DL, did you see this week? Finally, final piece of news before we move on, that Oppenheimer, speaking of the actors strike, actors You mean Barbenheimer. Well, specifically Oppenheimer, the actors at the premiere got up and walked out in solidarity for the strike. And even though this movie is getting 10 out of 10s across the board, I'm fascinated by that. Like, they literally were like, all right, peace, we're out, guys. We got this. I mean, it was a publicity stunt, like. No, it was to get. <laughs> yeah, it was. In, <laughs> in, in, in was. respect for the actors, yes, it was a publicity stunt, but it was to shed light on what's going on. And I appreciate that. But I guess the fact it's coming out at the same time, as you said, the Barbie movie. Which which are you most excited for? Because I know you were pretty pumped for Barbie. <laughs> was I? Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was in your I don't most remember my, for my feelings year. for it. I don't remember my feelings for it, but my like in the lead up, I'm sure somebody can show me the receipts. But the yeah, guys, hit the us interviews up. Listen to by the Ryan. Yeah, let me know. Uh, the interviews by Ryan Reynolds or Gosling. What? Gosling? God, I can't ever fix that. <laughs> Ryan Gosling make me want to watch it more. Like, oh yeah, he, it feels like he's genuinely proud of like this movie. I, I could never tell with him. He's got exactly the same expression all the time. So he yeah, might but, be. But he like, he's, he's, he's having fun with it. He's like, okay. yeah, I just like, I think you saw that interview where he's like, I didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I just had to like find my Kennergy. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, dude. <laughs> oh shit. And he's shredded yeah. in this film as well. He is ripped. So yeah, I did. I just blood. released. Uh, I just released a video actually on the YouTube's called "How Shredded Is Gosling." <laughs> it should be called "How Shredded." Gonna get a different kind of crowd if you <laughs> yeah. want that. If you put that, it's a it's a new one. It's called "Hollywood Needs These Movies to Work," and it's about three films. And it's actually based on a, a twi- Twitter thread by a New York journalist uh, called Mark Harris, and it's actually really fascinating. It's about Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Oppenheimer, and how the big film movie studio execs need these films to work but for the wrong reasons it's really fascinating it's like i've mm. I've effectively stolen his work i haven't i've effectively built on this twitter thread and explained a little bit more about the about hollywood and how these three films are just giving the movie studios all the wrong ideas about what works in movies and it's a, it's a good one i'm excited i i'm excited for everyone to see it it only came out yesterday so go check it out guys on our podcast assemble youtube channel please do but final question about barbenheimer dl are you going to see them back to back? Are you going to go on the same day? So my brother was saying, like, isn't the whole point of a double feature that you don't pay for the second one? I'm like, I'm pretty sure for this one, because of the culture yeah. guys, they're going to be checking the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I would, but it's a lot of time to spend in the theater. Like, you know, the Nolan movie is going to be like three hours. Oh, long. absolutely. And, you know, and then the Barbie one, I don't know, but. Well, look, I, I could be convinced if just so happens on the 27th, I'm feeling a little <coughs> unwell. <coughs> there might be a reason. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think I would. I think you got to start with Oppenheimer and then hope Barbie just, brings you back up. But Barbie looks like it's yes. an existential view of like, 
her life femininity. and femininity yeah. and capitalism and i'm like oh man is that gonna be worse <laughs> <laughs> at least in at least in Hoppenheimer we get the extended sex scenes. I mean, who knows? Maybe you get in Barbie too. <laughs> hey, I, the I mean, if they're both that way, that would be a bit of a. But I bet they'll both be that way in very very different tones. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So it'll be a good. I think it'll be good to end on the comedy tone, which Oppenheimer will not be. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I was like, reading that apparently Killian no Murphy's diet leading up to the film was like one almond a day to get like skinny. I'm like, oh my christ, one Marcus. almond. I know. Look, guys, if there's any news we haven't brought up or anything to do with the news we've talked about, please hit us up. We are at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Hit us up, send us memes, send us the news. We always bring it up when you do. It's been a hot minute since we've caught up, so there was so much to talk about. We've probably missed something. But now, DL, do you want to preface our main topic for this week? Yeah, I, I would love to, but I also want to... Do you reckon his almond was salted or <laughs> just like straight... Probably like, not, because I would make him more thirsty, and he needs to be dropping them cows. Just drink water. Um, today, to my dismay, we are doing Mission Impossible. What Dead do you mean to your dismay? Part one. You know, I just never get behind this series, but what, I watched movies it. Movies have been progressively getting better since the second one. I I don't even remember them all. There's so many. Yeah, <laughs> what number this is, is the seventh one. Yeah, I never thought I'd watch a, a franchise for this long. I'm, I'm not like a Fast and Furious guy, but... I never thought I'd the, be enjoying it as much as I do. Look, I... Anyway, I'll, I'll premise that yeah. with uh, we're watching Dead Reckoning Part 1, meaning that we're going to have to do it again because it's yes, Part 2. Yes, we are. Um, Tom, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, Tom's made another one. I have a dumb <laughs> summary if you want me to... Yeah, absolutely. Well, it. What we'll do is we will do non-spoilers and spoilers for you guys. There is a weird added wrinkle layer of a spoiler with the villain of the piece, which we'll probably hold off for as long as we can, and we'll call out when we eventually do start talking about it. But do you want to give me then, DL, your stupid plot summary? Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise looks esoterically at something just out of view of the camera a lot in this three-hour <laughs> cringe which continues to be cringy <laughs> when he is anything other than asexual in this Mission Impossible story that feels like it was written as a result of a bad chat GBT prompt. <laughs> it's my... I knew something like that might sneak in there. Um, that's yeah. interesting. He does he does stare mid, like off camera a lot, doesn't he? I, I never thought about that. Fucking my... the entire movie. He's just looking just outside the camera's view like, like he's seeing something so fucking existentially stimulating. <laughs> He when is really he's ugh. mine is mine's a little different though. Mine is once again Tom Cruise tries really hard to kill himself, but just can't. Giving credence to the belief that perhaps he's immortal. He might be immortal, no. who knows? He's drunk from the cup of Scientology, so I'm not hundred percent sure at this point. The he, cup of Scientology. He is starting to Love look that. a little more his age during this one. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I like that they've not hundred percent like just flattened his face. Um but before we get into it, do you want to guess me, DL, the current IMDB score for this? The current IMDB score, I uh, lower than the Rotten Tomatoes, which I think I know, um, would be Eight, eight or something. Ooh, that's nah, too high. Eight, five. Eight point two. You were close. You were close. Uh, yeah. What you, you said? You think you know the Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think it is? It's ninety three or ninety three. It's ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. It's, it's, it's very fresh right now, and I've split down the Metacritic into critic and user. So, out of a hundred, then out of ten, what do you reckon? Uh, six. Ooh, it's eight. 
It's 81 critic and 8.3 user. People are loving this, man. And I can see That's why. Shocking. It's it's from Christopher McQuarrie again. And I didn't realize, like, I was looking at his filmography. He's mostly done uh, Tom Cruise movies, which I completely understand. Like, he was actually a writer on a bunch of other really cool stuff. So, like, he was a writer on Edge of Tomorrow, which Live, Die, Repeat. Yep. It's known as in some markets. And he was even a writer on The Usual Suspects back in the 90s. So That's like a he's, great movie. He's got a pretty vast writing career, which is really fun. So this movie, it obviously brings back a lot of the old favorites. Tom Cruise, my father the fourth. He's back <laughs> as Ethan Hunt, baby. He is back and he is doing a, an impossible mission. We get Hayley Atwell as a new character. We've got Ving Rhames returning. Simon Pegg's back too. Rebecca Ferguson is back as Ilsa Faust. What a weird name. Uh, we also get some yeah. fun returning characters like Vanessa Kirby as the White Widow. I really liked that character. Pom, Pom Clementif, who I apparently always say wrong is in this doing her best Harley Quinn impression. And then we have, I never said this right, we have Asai Morales as Gabriel, who is the villain of the piece. DL, tell me a little bit about the plot for this. Like, what's going on here? Like, what are we talking about? Uh, I'm going to just use your censored version because mine would definitely have spoiled things. Uh, Ethan Hunt's past comes back to haunt him, as it tends to. Oh, funny that, isn't it? He's got such a varied past. Yeah. And again, as it tends to be, the fate of the world is at stake. (laughs) (laughs) When the key to the most dangerous weapon known to man, or I should say keys, uh, plural, are in in peril of falling into the wrong hands. And who do we turn to but the IMF to perform the impossible? Once again! Must stop it at all costs. Well, I listened to a fun podcast, one of my other favorites, and they always talk about is Ethan Hunt is Ethan Hunt going rogue in this film? And I think he goes rogue from the first shot of the film. <laughs> I think he's just rogue I the guess, whole time. Like, he just yeah, he just does what he wants, doesn't he? He's he's at his absolute zenith for like this character's a badass. Like I, if you know, you mentioned before you've not spent a lot of time watching these films. Maybe we'll talk about that. But like in these films, as they've gone on, he started to build like the lore of Ethan Hunt more and more in the background through other people making these big sweeping statements about him. In yeah, the la- or in like the- by shoving like a backstory yeah. quickly in your face that Absol- just no one yeah. knew about in other movies. It's Absolutely. so annoying. Anyway, and my favorite, my favorite one thus far has got to be from this film when uh, one of the characters calls him. A mind-reading, shape-shifting incarnation of chaos. <laughs> it's like yeah. I just need a supercut of people giving these wild statements about this person it's who ridiculous. nobody seems to know anything about. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Ethan Hunt, shut up. <laughs> so what's anyway. your? So like you mentioned, you're not a huge fan of these films. Talk, talk to me about that then. Like, what's your background? Do you remember any of them? I remember the first one vaguely, and yeah. it's like he gets betrayed, and all his team dies or something. Well, the first um, one had the, the one of the original team from the TV show from the 60s, like, flip and become the bad guy. So that was, like, the kind yeah. of, the, why that was a big deal. But if you remember the first one, surely this resonated a lot with you because there were a lot of callbacks to it. I vaguely remember the first one. I saw it a long time. And I remember sure. liking it. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then number two, I remember seeing, oh, it was and it was a bit crazy. Oh, it was bad. He had like long hair. There was yeah. like a motorcycle. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It was Who like was... peak Tom Cruise being a dickhead. John Woo um, directed that. And John Woo was like a hot moment in time. Like he did some crazy films like Face Off, for example. He was big. <laughs> and like, you, you know, it's him because of the slow motion and the doves. And <laughs> it's so John Woo. 
Yeah, and I remember like I don't know if it was three or four, but one of them there's like a virus or something. I think that was two because they had it was um because yeah. it was Tandy Newton, I believe, one of the revolving anyway. cast of women in this. Yeah, and then like the 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 recent one, Ghost Protocol, wasn't bad. I didn't mind that one. I remember Ghost um, Protocol being pretty that- good. Yeah, I, th- I liked that one. It, the, the the main reason I struggle with this is because there's actually like they it, it kind of feels like they're trying to like sham you or like spin spin the viewer because they act like there's this big through line of a story, but really every story they just entered like they just like narrate this backstory that then becomes like oh this was canon the whole time oh, I yeah. care about these characters oh, yeah. because of this fake backstory I just created and I'm like no I don't care. No. <laughs> I, re- I refuse. But my pro- so my my minor problem. You with cannot Scientology is- me, fucking Tom Cruise. No, stop, stop trying to put I am that not in as gullible list. as ye. Yeah. My my minor problem with these films, and it's super minor for me, because I actually really like them. But the thing is, and and so I've been watching. I'll talk about it in in a couple of weeks' time. Is I've been watching that new Secret Invasion show, the Marvel one, and mm-hmm. every, so it's a case of anyone can be a scroll and anyone can be anyone, and who knows who who's real and who's not, and. It's a bit like this, it, that in these films, like because they introduced so early on the idea of the mask and basically being able to turn into whoever the hell you wanted, that there is not a single scene where I'm watching it going, "Oh, that's who I think it is." It could be anyone. I'm always like, "Who?" It's who the is same this? twist every time. It's, a, B, they mm. only use it, like they refuse to use it when it could be most effective. I feel, I feel like they've like done what some is good the point of? It. They've done some good twists on it recently, like in the most recent one. I think it was Fallout, uh, Ghost Protocol whichever one it was they caught one of the bad guys and they had him in like a um they had him in, in like a hospital room and then they had on the tv that his plan had worked these bombs had detonated across the globe and it was the world was going down economics was destroyed and it turned out that he was just <laughs> in like a warehouse and all the walls fall off and it's just benji with like a mask on and i was like that is a good use of that tool i'm like that is amazing and uh yeah i think they when they do create stuff with it like that it's cool but when they just use it for oh he was the prime minister cool it's like yeah, all right i love what you're you're like oh economics are destroyed like now they just don't exist because the things explode uh the (laughs) the the thing i would say about that is like why didn't he wear it in the airport good question they're all he's running away from all these people you got the fucking face thing use it it ruins everything well that's exactly right like what like there's times when you think why aren't you using this uh and they don't so like it's you've obviously got to suspend your disbelief a little bit but it is like an all-action thrill ride. I like that it's bringing back some of the cooler characters on previous films. I also like that they're sort of leaning more into like Ethan has to deal with shady characters to get the job done. Like he's not the perfect white knight. Like you know he's dealing with you know the yeah. white the white widow character who's like a broker. She's from the last film, and I really like that they bring her back. He's no, yeah, and he's not a white knight, but also like I just don't like how he like there's these sexual undertones with every female. I'm like no <laughs> yeah. one. I just don't believe. I don't believe oh, it. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk. I about don't that. believe it. And it's like Tom Cruise. Your your game is. You're not as good looking anymore. Your game has aged. You can't just like do a cheeky smile and have that be endearing. It's kind of just creepy now. Yeah. It. I, but like, there's a thing whereby if you watch him through his recent movies, like I don't remember him actually kissing a female character in any of his recent movies. I don't think he even kissed the. Oh, did he kiss the female in Top Gun Maverick? 
Jennifer Connelly. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did. And I, I'm not sure if it's like a weird PR thing because he had such bad PR about his relationships or it's like a weird Scientology thing. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> we control you. <laughs> Do you think he's still in there? He's like the second in command of some shit now. Second in command? He's like high. He is high. Up. What does that get you? Um, a free ticket to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know. I, get you? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think you get from having that? I don't want to talk about it. We might get. They might find us and I don't know, kills or some shit. Yeah. Uh, it definitely Who felt cares? like, uh, and this one felt like an intentional throwback to the old ones. And it's interesting that you're not loving it because I feel like this is going from strength to strength. If you go back and you look, like one was good, like you say, two was pretty shit. I'm not gonna lie. Three got a bit better. Four got even better. Five was like a bit of a zenith for me. I really liked five. Six and seven have yeah. both been like peak. Like, you know, I think it was five when they did the the climb up the building in Dubai. I'm like, yeah, talk to me by so stunts because that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, that's it. Like, okay. it's, it's a franchise built and how the fuck is he going to kill himself this time? <laughs> Look, that stuff is really cool. But like, it just could be shorter. These movies are so long. Sure. Like, it was basically like a three-hour movie. It was like they two hours and 45 thing, minutes. They've got to get it back and they lose yeah, it again. It's like, then, yeah, it's like, But you're right, dude, this... The stunts are awesome, no doubt. Yeah, I get I, absolutely. I'm with you on that. I got a question for you though. How how does one join the IMF? <laughs> like, you need to have like, like you can't just like fuck up a bunch because yeah. then you're useless. Well, you just that you, those people just go to jail. That's how Haley Atwell did it. <laughs> she just like in this, yeah, like she I really like that character. She, she has a skill and she's getting away with it, but she's like on her last chance, basically, right? Whereas I thought yep, I thought yep. Ethan Hunt was recruited straight out of the military. I thought he was like, yeah, you got these skills. Well, I don't remember, dude. You're going to have to tell me the lore. But that's what uh, I'm telling you. Like, like, it's just so convoluted. Well, he was in the military, but I think he also does something. Like, he goes rogue and they decide. Spit know. take. Tom Cruise goes rogue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a bit weird. Like, I, I really like that Hayley Atwell character. She's also awesome. But it was like, what is her discernible skill set? She's pretty and she can do magic. Like, what? How is that skill set to bring her into like uh, a set of people who are like well, the, the most talented human beings in the world? She's a she's a thief. Like, fair enough. Like, and that's like an interesting skill set. Assuming she can steal, she has other skills around thievery. Thieving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the one part that took me out of it, like, when did she become a ninja? Like, half first of the first yeah. part of the movie, she can't do anything other than like these steal shit. Like, and subtly just dote on Tom Cruise. You have yeah. to drive the car, Tom Cruise. Yeah, and then like this back half, she can like full on fight. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get, uh, I get that, and it's interesting because I saw her at the beginning of the film as a bit of like a POV character. Like, there hasn't really been one in these films. You're just sort of in the action. You are there with the folks who are, you know, the what, what was, what was the quote I said before? Yeah, a shape shifting incarnation of chaos. Whereas, yeah. like at the beginning when she's introduced, like she doesn't know what's going on. She's like, what? Who the hell are you? And what's happening? Like, and she's sort of like guided yeah. into the world, and she and it gradually builds around her. But like, yeah, you're right. She's just sort of like all of a sudden a badass. Like she probably was all along, yeah. but like when did she learn to do that ninja flip? <laughs> yeah, they need to give a little bit more insight into how she can do that. Um, sure. But look, the the reality is like it's a fun film. I'm not trying to like I just I maybe would have it in the background while I'm watching at home, not at a theater for three hours. Like, yeah, fair. I can give you that. I, I, I quite like this a similar yeah. experience though. Like, we're going to talk about the set pieces and the the big Tom Cruise killing himself moments. 
But like, I like seeing that on a big screen. Like, I seeing that stunt specifically, it was all over the trailers. I was like, f- loved it. Thought it was great. It, I think it took a little bit of it away that it was, you could clearly see that they'd CG'd out, CGI'd out the ramp. Like, I feel yeah. like it looked a bit flat. But outside of that, like, shit, man, that guy, like, he might be a religious seller, but my God, he can make an action movie. Yeah. I, I mean, like, how much training do you have to do to fucking base jump like that? Well, it's pretty crazy. You wait till we get to trivia to off false, and I have got yeah. some great trivia for you. But like, it's like some of the other some of the other stunts in the other movies. Like he, like for the what was the one he did with Henry Cavill where he jumped out of the plane? It's like not base jumping. It's something like that. Like you're supposed to do a thousand jumps to get good at that, and he did a hundred, and they were like, "Yep, you're good enough." <laughs> Like, wow he is a nutcase he's terrifying yeah. do you think tom cruise himself yeah. believes that he is actually immortal <laughs> maybe that explains the scientology <laughs> thing I, I i don't i i think like maybe he just like is such a fanatic that he's like if i die this way whatever like i, I don't know i wonder if there's like an insurance policy <laughs> if he dies on set they have to use the take or something <laughs> I don't. I cannot empathize. I can't put my my head in the mind of Tom Cruise, a crazy I person. I, I, yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> what did you think of Gabrielle as the antagonist? Look, I that whole thing. Like, I want to get in. I can't really talk about it because it's like plot holes, and and you know, I don't want to spoil. Well, I've got it a yet, conspiracy but... theory corner for after spoilers. I maybe save some of your plot okay. holes for that because I've got like a, yeah. An interesting no, I'm one saving them all for that because they're they they all kind of ruin it, but. The, I like him as like an actor, but I kind of, again, like, am I supposed to remember him? No, that's the point. No, he he was introduced as a new character for this. And sort of, it was like a new background. But then they said he was in the past. Like, it, like yeah. I just, you yeah. know. Whatever. That was a new thing that they yeah. introduced for this movie. And like, I'm with you on that, actually. I was a bit like, well, th- when did this happen? Like, how did it, did it really shape him, Tom Cruise, this much that he would, Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, this much that mm. he was, you know, like, this is the one person who he's scared of? Like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. Didn't make sense to me. It was a little bit, bit of a stretch with that character. I kind of liked him, though. Like, he was a bit sort of like, he he literally, talking of Agents of Chaos, he was just like, he just wanted the world to burn. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that, like, premise also hard to empathize with. Like, Yeah, but that is hard to empathize with. I don't think many people are born like, let me burn the world. Like, what happened to the guy? You know, like, (laughs) where's where's, where's this trauma? Let's talk it out. Yeah. Like, (laughs) a good, a good, (laughs) a good psychiatry session is going to really help you. Yeah, let's understand where this, you know, these feelings are coming from. Gabrielle, I don't know if you've heard about counseling, but I've got, I've got a really great thing for you. It's going to really help. There's even an app. There's an app. (laughs) Headspace. But you're right. It was quite a long movie. Like, it was almost three, but, like for even three hours, like I thought it was kind of punchy. Like they just jumped from action scene to action scene. It was almost well, too I mean, intense. It was like two hours of action. Like one of the like car chases was like forty five minutes long. Yes. Now if you listen, it was so it, long. And, and actually, like I enjoyed the entirety yeah. of it. I'm not like complaining, but my point is, like there isn't much plot in this movie. Yeah, I give you that. It's not there supposed to be though. It's a Mission Impossible film. <laughs> Uh, no, like that's my point. So, like, how is it still two and a half, two two hours and forty minutes? Like, I just died. I'd I'd have to rewatch dun, it dun, to like dun, dun, point dun, it out. But dun, 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 dun. that's all I'm gonna say. Like, you don't like it. Doesn't need. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. I, I think they, but I think that they still had pieces in between that were like overly like let's talk, let's tell you what's happening. There was so much tell and not show. 
like and with I, the story and where yeah. they were going. Like it happened like three or four times, and I was like, "Jesus, just cut this." And I think you only, like, put, I think you found out the real villain of the piece halfway through. So they almost started the villain conversation again. So it's almost like this is the villain, this is who you're searching for, and then halfway through it kind of goes, "Oh no, wait, it's actually this," and you go, "Right." So we're we doing that again, are we? <laughs> They've got to do a few yeah. more action beats to try and get this key, yeah. key back. I kind of like the, the key was cool. I kind of like the key. It was interesting, like in two halves. Like they they only worked if it was the two of them. It was a it was a little bit of a MacGuffin, right? Like our favorite, surely like podcasting thing. Yeah, surely they would like have it be some kind of encrypted long code, not just like two halves to I a think key. That was the point. <laughs> I think that's a very Tom Cruise thing, though, but right? Like, Let's go old school for this. Yeah, but I mean, the key looked cool. The key did look cool. Maybe I'll do that. Very like maybe I'll sort make of one of those religious in its iconography. Like yeah. it was like a yeah like a Catholic cross almost. We'll talk about that more in spoilers because I think that. I might have. I've got some conspiracy kind con- of theories a- a- about that. It does. It kind of looked like a. It kind of looked like it was out of the Da Vinci Code as opposed yeah. to Mission Impossible. But yeah, I give you that. Do, do we do we want to do like first minor spoiler for what the actual villain is? You go ahead, man. I, like, I don't even like. I don't even know what you mean by like. There's just two villains. Yeah. Well, like the really just one. The main villain of the piece and spoilers if anyone hasn't seen Mission Impossible, like it's. It's an AI called the Entity, right? Like it's sort of like this yes. crazy. Was it Russian built? I can't remember if they said it was Russian built, but it was this. Effect... It was so convoluted. It was so convoluted. It, apparently, it was Russia. I'm. I still don't know. Well, they I think built, it was yeah. Russian. I think it the like the the sort of like the plot of this is that they need to find its original source code, which is on a submarine under the Atlantic Ocean somewhere, and no one knows exactly where it is. And the only way to actually get it is to get this key. And it's like. The convoluted nature of that, and like when it, was, when it was just finding the key, I was like, "All right, fine." Well, like if you just like, fall, by, by the way, like whoever went and retrieved the keys originally. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I was like, "Who got this?" Why in wouldn't the first they just place? get it at the time? Yeah, like if they knew about it. Yeah, well, this doesn't make any sense. It was, but but yeah. I, th- I th- the reason why that's is interesting to bring up is because it kind of leads leads into the world building a little bit. Like the world is kind of shaped a lot by people being led by this AI, One Direction, the entity, or or not. Or like, so for example, you find out pretty early yeah. on that Gabrielle is actually just being directed by the entity all the time. Like he doesn't actually really have free will in this, it seems. He just kind of goes along with it and that it picks the best outcome for chaos and for what it wants as well, which gives him everything he needs. Yep. Yep. So it puts a whole different spin on the sort of the world building and like the, i actually quite like the sin but was that but like was that a twist for you though like that was pretty obvious early on to me i was like okay so this guy's just like his puppet i kind of th- yeah. like to me it wasn't a reveal it was kind of like they thought it was but it was like uh yeah i like so. yeah I'm, I'm with you on that i kind of expected but at the same time i thought do you know what i thought it's not gonna do something that dumb i was like surely it's not gonna be that <laughs> dumb and then it was and then i was like but, <laughs> it was because like i and this might reflect on me more than you but like because i'm i'm in for these movies like i'm all in in a way i'm not in for like a fast and the furious or whatever like yeah i was just like okay, fine, let's see what they do with it. And I didn't mind what they do with it. Like if they'd have done like a, I don't know, a, a Terminator Dark Fate and made like a hologram of it. So it, Tom Cruise had someone to speak to, I'd have been like, oh, well, that's fucking nonsense. <laughs> but because they kept it in the background and you never really saw or heard it, I actually was kind of yeah. cool with it. I don't know. I, I didn't like, like there's just too much. 
that I know about this space working in tech where I just couldn't buy into the premise. Like the, the, like the premise of this like AI that's connected to everything through the cloud. And I'm just like, oh, come on. Come on. It, can be, it can't even predict the ending of Game of Thrones. That's world building. It's like, it's just creating a scenario that's playing on everybody's worst fears, right? Even bloody James Cameron came out this week and he was like, guys, I told you in the 80s and none of you are listening about this AI stuff. And I'm like, stop playing on people's yeah, base fears. It's nonsense. 100%. Like, that's, that's actually a problem because they're actually about to, as a side note, regulate AI in really dumb ways because all these like people are like, oh, it's going to change the, it's going to take over everything. It's and that's take like, our just literally, that's like, re- that's religion. Like, that's fiction. Yeah. Like, that is not what it does. So it's like, th- my point is, like, it was hard for me to buy into it. This is the new but... religion, DL. It's taking over from Christianity. So let's talk about <laughs> action then a little bit, yeah. because we're kind of leaning into it. And I think some of the some of the world building we talked about really leans into building those action scenes. Like, you mentioned the train scene. Like, that all comes about yeah. because they need to be on this train to get this key, and Tom Cruise has to be there. I'm going to keep calling him that. He's not Ethan Hunt. He is just Tom Cruise at this point. <laughs> and they all it's have Tom to Cruise. be there. And there's, like, a very um, uncharted type scene, which is, it's in the trailers. Like, I'm not spoiling anything. So didn't somebody ask if, like, he, they, the director stole it from Uncharted? Like, I mean, he... I think I read that. looks like he did. It's the same <laughs> scene. It's a train hanging <laughs> off the side of a cliff and Tom Cruise jumping from, like, cart to cart, right? Like, it's the same. And yeah, even, yeah. even when they're fighting on top of the train, that's a direct rip from Mission Impossible 1, which is also then ripped by the James Bond movie, whichever one it was, not Casino Royale, the one after that. So, like, it's it's almost parodying itself at this point, which is crazy. Yeah. It's like, they've run out of things to do. I was going to say, how about a... Uh... How about the Lost World, man? Like that scene was the original one that I saw was the Lost World where the where the T-Rex is pushing the cart over and they're trying to climb up and hang on. Jurassic Park. Ah, oh, man. I don't Do you, know, know, you know what? It's been two? that long since I've seen number two. And they're in the train. It's like this train hanging like that and he just keeps pushing it one by one and they have to climb up, climb up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, 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 it's, a good, it's a good action sequence, no doubt. But my I'm point. not going to rewatch Jurassic Park 2, DL. Lost of War- the Lost World? Come on, get on my level. <laughs> Come with me on this journey. This dino journey. Uh, I quite like some of the other yeah. action scenes. One thing I will call out though is, and me and Reese talked about, like I mentioned Indiana Jones like a couple of weeks ago and it followed all the same action beats like i mentioned like there was a a car chase actually the car chase in this was significantly better than indiana jones one i'm not gonna lie the indiana jones one went on that car forever and it was so dull by as far as car chases yeah i'll give you that um it it, what i'm trying to say is though it it felt a bit formulaic in that it had a car chase had a chase on foot then they were on a train i was like do something a bit different you know yeah i don't know when you release one every two years (laughs) you kind of run out of things to do like, yeah, fair. you know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, it's more in the execution. Talk to me then a little bit about the tones and themes of this DL. Like what were the tones and or themes? Overcoming your past, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> uh, letting go of trauma, yada, sacrifice, yada, 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 yada. Power corrupts absolutely, unless you're Tom Cruise. Yes. Like, I don't fucking We'll know. talk about that one. I do I like the power what do you want corrupts absolutely one. I just said the friendship one, too. I think friendship plays a big part in this, and I think it leans too much into spoilers, so... That's true. That's true. They did talk about that. Uh, friendship. 
Oh my god, friendship's back, baby. All right then. What's your three best and three worst? Uh, I would say the stunts, obviously. Yes. Um, you know, you come here for that. That's the that's the meat and potatoes of this bitch. <laughs> um, Simon Pegg, because always. Oh yeah, Simon Pegg's great. We haven't talked about I him guess, yet. I'm saving him for the end. Yeah, I guess. But he's just good and everything. Um, maybe like the power dynamics between like nations and nation states, like that. That felt really accurate and real and relevant i agree with that and the, and how and how the ai how the entity has been treated by the different factions yeah i found very realistic and i kind of like that we'll talk about that more in spoilers Uh-oh. i think um yeah i had the action as well like it was a bit unrelenting i was a bit like this is almost too intense at times like let me breathe but i do like that it's not gone the sort of john wick way of like you know you yeah. can just shoot Tom Cruise and he gets up and walks it off. Like <laughs> he's at least not getting shot in this. Like, um, I also had I thought yeah. Haley Atwell was a great addition to the cast. Like, it is a bit of a revolving door of female counterparts within t- Tom Cruise movies. That's why it's so confusing. It's, it's interesting. They're always different. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. And I don't want them to be love interest either. I find that too creepy. Uh, I said I also really yeah. liked uh, Curry. I never say his name right. It's Curry Owls. Owls. Is that the black guy? No, big black guy. No, he's the well. He's a slimy politician in it, and he is really good. You'll remember him from Stranger Things. Oh, oh yes, he was great. I have him in. I have him in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So is the, so is the CIA director yes. or the like the. The boss of the yes. IMF. I like that actor. I well. really I liked him. Kittredge. He's, yeah. I feel like he's from other ones in this. I just can't remember which. Um, how about your, how about your, your worst? I just lost my spread. One second, where's it gone? My worsts are, okay. I can, I really hate that. And this is like a gen- general problem with Mission Impossible films, but like, I cannot watch the title scenes to these films because it just gives away the whole plot. And I know it's like, it's a throwback to the OG series and that's what they used to do. But I'm like, it doesn't help me. I'm like, I just want to learn this yeah. on my own. So I have to sit for 10 minutes covering my eyes or looking at the partner. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I don't really like it either, to be honest, man. Yeah, I agree. It really winds me up. Uh, I also got e- the, the whole creepy Ethan Hunt proclaiming he'll always protect, protect the female character. It's just like, oh, it's so slimy. I'm like, stop it. Stop it, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And yeah, and like, the villain of the piece, like the Gabriel one, seeming suspiciously one-dimensional makes me feel like there's going to be more to that character later, which we're going to get to in conspiracy theories. What's yours, man? No, that's the only like valid explanation of it. Yeah. Because I agree. He's so like... Anyway, the uh, mine was the ending, like, and uh, I guess we're about to talk about some of it, so I'll leave yep. it. But like, at the very least, like the, the ending, like most things that come in twos like this, leave all your characters in like a very perilous state. Sure. Like, like, you know what I mean? And this just like doesn't do that. And it's like, why do it in two parts? Like it kind of basically like made a movie that ended and set up a sequel, but like not in a way that I really care to go see the sequel. Hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, I don't feel like I've, there's like anything at stake really. I've got, they're just going to set up a whole new story. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's things they can do with it. We'll talk about it. There is, but it wasn't like, you know, like Infinity War ended and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, nothing's ever going like, to reach that again, DL. Cinema has peaked, you know that, right? We're never going to get that again. No, but like, that's what, like, even like, think about how Empire Strikes Back ended. Like, my, my point is, if you're going to do a part two, it implies you're going to leave people high and dry at the no. end. And they did not. Hi, I'm your father. I didn't get that feeling. I didn't get that feeling at all. Okay. So that was my first. My second was like the sheer 
scope of how many plot holes there are. <laughs> um, th- Sounds like we three. need a plot hole corner as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have one. The, the you know, the pseudo tech science story showing, not telling, like mm, all of that, mm. you know, or the lack of doing that, like just, the, you know, it took me out of it. Like there's so many times. Also, there was some really cheesy dialogue. Oh, like, so there's some times where I would just like had, so I just like, cheesy. I just couldn't, I scoffed loudly <laughs> in the theater. Like, <laughs> I can imagine you doing that in December as well. Um, I saw it with my little brother and he, me and him were kind of laughing. Oh, really? For most of <laughs> I imagine you yeah. too in December because he's, he's quite the anarchist as yeah. well. So that'd be pretty funny. Guys, what we do now is we don't have a rating system. We don't say this is uh, seven impossible stunts out of 10. We don't say this is Ethan Hunt is five times rogue out of five. What we do is we like to just say binary is this better or worse than the most average movie we know, which is Aquaman 2018 and why? DL, is it better or worse than Aquaman 2018 and why? It's definitely better. Yeah, because like even, even even if you just fall asleep for the fall asleep for like the boring esoteric parts, like mm. the stunts are really really cool and that's worth seeing. And like if you fell asleep in like the really cool parts for Aquaman, you'd have done a <laughs> three hour nap. So like. <laughs> That's the difference, I guess. <laughs> nice, yeah. Fair play. I'd say too. It's better. It's more. Right. It's more relatable. I like the. I like the semi-realism of it at times. And I'm not talking about like the entity. I'm talking about like the way politicians yeah. act and stuff. Um, I like. There's not a big squid playing the drums. I like. Yeah, you know, like it's better. It's better film. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a win. Spoilers. Yeah, let's jump into it. Big time, big boy spoilers. Let's go. What's your first spoiler? I mean, I don't know what else there is to spoil other than like. Mainly the the main girl is like kind of off again, off again, on again with the IMF the entire time until the very end. Sure. Like she kind of makes a choice to join the IMF like in the last moment. She still is trying to buy her way out uh, of being imprisoned. What else? I mean, well, I like guess, I the, guess for me it's a lot of people that, betray each other. I, guess, I mean, that's that's standard fare. Yeah, I ahead. guess for me it's it's that like so the AI, the entity, it was sort of raised on social media and, and news. And I kind of like the parallels of that to some of the AIs we currently have in the market at the moment. But the, I think the real big uh, spoiler of this is that Ethan Hunt's like the, on, the, the person it has selected as the only one who can stop it, as he's the only one who wouldn't use it for his own gains. So you have all these mm. governments vying for to get him to get the key for them, especially the American government. Uh, so they can create their own truth by spreading misinformation. And it's real interesting that Hunt is the only one who would actually go and destroy it. Like he is the Messiah, but he is the white Messiah in this case. Yeah. But I guess the flip, the flip side of that is that Gabriel, he, he's obviously, as we said, doing the entity's bidding, but like the entity has chosen him as he is the only person who scares hunt or shakes him up at least because of this fictional thing mm-hmm. in his past that they've just made up for it and i found that really compelling i i like that but i also like just don't believe like maybe it's like the imf like that what that i'd believe a bit more right but the fact that it's just like just tom cruise i'm like shut up <laughs> anyway the, well he uh, breaks them up i, doesn't I, it? It I did like up. the social media play yeah. though that, that that's cool that was like fair. well the interesting um, thing is the entity finds out early on through benji that the thing they prize most above everything is their friendships with each other. And it does it in a really cool way. There's an action scene that you alluded to in the airport where the uh, the entity makes them believe there's a bomb in, in one of the planes, like a nuclear bomb. And he has to, um, it, it, it's not like a, a logic test. 
it's an honesty test. And the thing that he finds out yeah. from Benji is that he values his friendship more than anything. And I think that's the reason why it's breaking them up. Like you can see like Ving Rhames' character, he's gone yeah. off now. He's in the background. He is working off the grid. Benji is trying to do everything. And we'll talk about Benji in a little bit because I've got a conspiracy theory about him actually. He's sort of like in the foreground, but like he's got a significantly diminished role. And then it's just effectively trying to isolate Ethan Hunt, which I find really interesting. Yeah, look, I, I that scene was cool. Like, I just think they try to do too much sometimes. Mm. That, oh, like, yeah, totally. Those cool parts, which could totally. have been double clicked into, yeah. like just like everything was base level. And then there's like a base level. Well, here's Gabriel. And he's like a you know, guy that just loves death, yeah. base level. Oh, here's this new chick. And, you know, she's just a thief. I don't know. The, the chick actually was probably one of the better parts. Hey, that was great. Yeah. And then there was and like, oh, hot. the, you know, the different nations are all competing with each other, but we don't really see anything of it yeah. other than at the end. When, that oh, that's another spoiler. The CIA guy was like, actually, and it wasn't really even that big of a twist. He was there trying to buy the, he was the buyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kittredge. Like, well, duh. Kittredge was. Like, they basically yeah. said they were going to be. Which was yeah. fascinating. Well, I, I think one of the things as well, like, to, to go off that is it it really plays on the sliminess of the politics of it all. And I think having this white yeah. savior, Tom Cruise, like, it kind of works in this film. Like, just as, like, him being the one standout. But I get what you mean. It is super convoluted to get there. One of the spoilers Dude, as well from this is that Rebecca Ferguson actually dies. She gets murked in, in like a way where that there's so many plot holes as to why that, how that wouldn't have worked. But yes. Well, no, I, I, I like the way it was set up because effectively like Tom, Ethan Hunt should have been there to sort of save her. But the, the entity hacks their kit. And this is the sort of like foundation for what's happening here. It's sort of like picking up on they're using all this tech and it, literally hacks that kit and sends tom cruise on like a chase around this city going all the wrong directions and he ends up fighting venice yeah it's venice you're right and he ends up fighting that party looked dope by oh, the way so cool with the ai in the background yeah. that was fun um yeah. but like i liked that and it was simulating the voice of benji and sort of like pushing tom cruise to do a specific thing rather than actually getting to where she was and i like that and that's how it manipulate the situation into her dying but dude you just like are all on board with the fact that you're like first of all this is so anti you you usually poke holes in these things you're all on board about how you're fighting this big digital entity and then you just use digital and you don't think that he's gonna hack your shit I, well that's one of the things it's yeah. like such a plot hole like it's so dumb it's like just come immediately. on like, we, we just, just spent two of hours of the movie talking yeah. about this yeah use a fucking walkie-talkie like i don't know like Roger, Ex like, exactly. Whatever. It's not fucking different, and they they do it the whole film, and I'm going to talk about that in, in just a moment. But yeah, what did you think of the re religious allegories in this? Like you mentioned, the key looking a bit like a crucifix. Like, do you think this is Tom Cruise poking at Christianity? Do you think like the entity is like his? Like this is Christianity. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I Be a Scientologist, I, like dead subtly. I don't know. I, I think it was, again, like if there was some allegory to religion, it was kind of base level. It wasn't very, there wasn't a lot of depth to it. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't I didn't pull out any like strong meanings. Maybe maybe I was just not paying attention at that point. Yeah, fair but enough. Other than like the base level symbolism of like the keys yeah. and like the entity as a, as a god. Like that's well, it's they very subtle. And about, Tom Cruise but... is a white savior deal. I've said it enough times. Uh, the yeah. film then ends with like uh, one of the things we talked about is Hayley Atwell. She's a thief and she's very good at sleight of hand. And there's a big fight on the top of a train and Tom Cruise manages to get away 
with the key where the algorithm, yeah. the AI, the entity has defined that Gabriel will manage to get hold of it by all these different ways. And Cruz, using his creativity, steals it. Now, the thing that I find that threw me most about this and the bit that made me go, what? Is that when they're trying to decide how to fight the entity, all like Ethan Hunt's character and the IMF say is like, we need to think like it. We need to work like it. And like, isn't that the opposite of what you should do? If this is a fucking algorithm, use all the things humans have that it doesn't, like creativity, the human spirit. You know what I mean? Like, surely that's what it's going to come down to. Totally agree with that. I also thought, like, how dumb that you think you can outsmart the machine yeah, totally. in, in that way. Totally. If that's the, the whole point of what you just said is you can't, and then you just agreed that you were going to die. <laughs> like, like it was just, there's so many dumb moments in this movie. Can I get to my plot? Yeah, holes? please. Like, I can't Let's even plot help it. Like, it's just, there, 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 there's so many, like, like, why would Gabriel murder Dellinger in the first place? Because he's the only other person who knows. And how would Dellinger even have gotten there? What What is Dellinger's motive? This is Robin Hood men in tights, right? Yeah. He didn't even know about the thing because he got knocked out. He could tell Tom Cruise and also be Robin Hood men in tights again and again and again. Or also why further, like, why would the, uh, why would the chick betray Dellinger? Or not Dellinger, Gabriel. Because Tom Cruise saved her life. And by the way, I don't even know whose team she was on for the entirety yeah. of the movie. I was so confused. I thought she was with the entity. I was like, who is she fighting for? And then I fa- I figured it out. It was the entity. Yeah. So like, so what she saved. Yeah, it was it was Gabriel, I guess, via the entity. The The, the point I'm making is like, Pum- so what he saved her We're life. We're talking about Pum Clementine's she was, character. Right? She was following the death cult guy. Yeah, she was. She should be mad about this. Well, she was just doing her anarchist. She was doing like a, a version of Harley Quinn. Like she was all out. She was all at sea. Why wouldn't Hunt use digital tools? Like, all, like why would he? Obviously, at what point did Haley Atwell become a ninja? Why? <laughs> I would Ketridge hire Grace to be fair like she just betrayed him mm. she just like literally stole the thing from him and then he's like oh you're hired like yeah like what like what <laughs> maybe it won't work that way see that's conspiracy yeah, maybe as well I way. think that's one of my I'll, I'll jump into my conspiracy as well I think that's the first thing I think she has actually been hired to compromise Ethan Hunt I think she'll double cross him in the next film I think that's the point. that makes sense because otherwise it's like you know, see that would make a lot of a sense. lot of these things that would get rid of two plot holes. Why does Gabriel stab Paris? What what the hell is the point of that? Oh, uh, Pom Clementine's character. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Look, let, let me let me tell you some conspiracy theories, and some of these might <laughs> lean into some of the stuff you're talking about, and I'm interested to know if they do. Right, so I've right, only got two it. two main ones. Right, and actually, the second one might help with some of your questions. So my first one is: Is Benji compromised? So at the very beginning, you find out that Simon Pegg's character. The, the AI compromises him and that finds out more about him, finds out that the main thing, like I said, is that he, he is most driven to help his friends, right? And it makes a lot of sense that he would be the one who is sort of like, as he is helping Ethan get to these different areas or put him in position, like, you know, like direct him to positions, like, for example, when he's on the motorbike, he's telling him how to get on the train. He trusts Benji <laughs> entirely. And the thing that really got me was that he's the only one throughout the whole thing who continues using technology the whole time. Do you notice that? At the very end, when Tom Cruise is picked up by Benji and they're in the car together, which by the way, is a self-driving car, he's using all the tech. So I think Benji's compromised and he's the one who is going to end up sort of, I think he's going to make a sacrifice so that um, Ethan Hunt can defeat the entity. 
I think that's how it's going to work. Maybe. Maybe. I can see that. But also, like, self-driving cars don't need the internet. So, like, you could theoretically... No, but in this theoretical world where it's in everything and anything tech it's in, like, you know, yada, yada. I mean, this fucking yada, yada is the hell out of everything. And the other one I had was, and I actually really like this one and could answer some of your questions, is that could Gabriel not actually be Gabriel? Like, so we know from these movies, we have the mask technology. Anyone can basically be anyone at this point. Of course he could, yeah. Could it just be a number of different people all wearing the mask with what's his, with the entity controlling them? And it's just but because who... I, I, this is the person that Hunt fears the most. That's the reason why the entity's chosen this face. And like that Yeah, so it's explain... like a death cult. Yeah, that's why yeah. It, it explains how he has all these various skills. Like at one point, he's just a ninja with a knife. And then maybe he goes a little bit rogue and he just stabs the stabs Pom Clementine's character. Like it, it adds <laughs> reason to why he's a little that's bit That's what I do. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do when I go rogue. I just <laughs> fucking shank people. No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's a fair point, I guess. I think I think that's something that could be going on in these films. I really do. I really enjoyed this film, DL, but let's talk a little bit true or false trivia. You good for that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. True or false DL. Tom Cruise insisted on performing the magic trick with the two halves of the key practically. Is that true or is that false? True. Of course it is. It's Tom Cruise. So when Ethan met Grace for the first time at the airport and she stole the key off him and then he had to do a little magic trick. And despite numerous, numerous failed uh, attempts at doing it, it was effectively achieved on camera with no visual effects, which... Is the most Tom Cruise thing I've ever heard. That's a kind of a cool trick, though. I wish I. Could it is see cool, that. and I imagine Tom Cruise spending ages learning sleight of hand magic just yeah. to get that little bit. So, DL, true yeah. or false trivia? The ending of the Fiat Five Hundred Nine. That's really specific. The ending of the the car chase in the in the yeah. little yellow Fiat in Rome, which ends with Ethan and Grace escaping through a closed like hole in the side of the Colosseum. That is, in fact, not a real hole. It was made up just for the film. Is that true or is that false? I don't remember it being in the Coliseum. I remember it being in a tunnel. So it's like on false. the side. It's like in the, um, it's almost in all the aqueducts coming out. Well, then true. I'm sure there's things below it. It's, in fact, false. The portal does, in <laughs> fact, exist. And was not made up for that. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Well, you're right. I mixed up the... And they chose it because of its geographic, like where it was, and it made sense within the scene. I really like that. Now, true or false, you talked a little bit about stunts before. So, true or false, Tom Cruise practiced jumping his motorcycle off a purpose-built practice ramp over 1,300 times for this film. Is that true? Before or is he that did false? the mountain thing. Yes. Uh, true. It is true. And Actually, when, no. It is true. I, I was going to say no because he's willing to base jump after 100. So maybe he was like, oh, I did 10 times and it worked. Well, it's true because when it came to the actual filming yeah. of it, they he, he did the actual scene only six times. Funnily enough, destroying six bikes, which is, you know, that's quite a lot of bikes <laughs> to destroy. Did they just explode on landing? I mean, there's got to be little explosives in that. Nothing explodes like that. Yeah. Landing. It's fun, though. Like, I really like that scene. It was it was a real good one. Uh, ultimately, I am still all in with this franchise. Like, it's only getting better for me. I know you have a different POV on that, but I thoroughly enjoyed seeing this in the cinema. Would your ideal viewing experience of this be sitting at home playing on your phone? Yeah, I think so. Like, my TV screen's big enough. I understand. <laughs> 
Like I don't some need serious like... first world problems going on over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, DL, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. It's been too long, man. It has, it has. Dusting off the cobwebs. Thanks for coming back. And uh, yeah, pass on the pod. Pass on the pod. Give it, a, give it to a friend. Pass it to a, a buddy, a partner. Yeah, you know someone who's got geeky interests. Let them know. And if you've got this far, well done. <laughs> yes, almost as long as the movie. Thank you, Tommy. Where can I find us, DL? You can, uh, you know, find us on the podcast assemble at gmail.com or podcast assemble on Instagram. Yeah, hit us I up. stumbled through that, but we got there. Send us memes. Yeah, send those memes. And then, until next time, man. <laughs> yeah. Tally ho. Later skaters. <laughs> <laughs>